The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. In the name of Jesus, Father, we give you praise. Will you lift your hands and just worship him one more time tonight? Father, we bless you. Thank you for all that you have put within us through your spirit. Thank you that you are with us wherever we go. Thank you that you never leave us. You never forsake us. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Once again, we invite you to have your way in our midst tonight. Speak to us in the language, in the voice, with the communication that we can understand. Let our eyes be open. Let our ears be open. Let our hearts be open. And bring us into the fullness of the heaven on earth experience you have prepared for us for such a time as this. In the name of Jesus. And the people of God shouted a louder, Amen. Hallelujah. All right, help me celebrate your neighbor to your left, to your right. Tell them happy Valentine's Day. Happy, happy Valentine's Day. It's good to see you. It would be nice if you could come together, maybe apart from the people that are taking care of children, staying at the back, it's okay. But if you can move um, to the front and, and occupy some of the empty seats in front of you, that would really be great. Praise God. Let's do that. Apart from the front row that we may be reserving for pastors. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Can somebody boldly declare again tonight that 2024 is my year of heaven on earth? In the name of Jesus. It's my spirit of in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. Praise God. So we started talking about this, and that's what I this series. We're going to continue to the end of this. And the we are doing this, this series. Because it's direct to see the entire way we are going to experience heaven and earth is us when scriptures particularly in the old testament and they cut across into the testament to do it. Psalm 91 says, dwell in the thick place of the mighty. That child of the mighty. And it goes on to establish blessings and promises of protection and preservation. And it ends with God satisfying you with life and showing. That's the of number one, heaven on earth. Because again, heaven simply means you receiving what heaven is least towards the earth. Your earth. The earth does not have to dictate what is happening in your life. What is happening in your home. What is happening in your this profession in business, in your career, in the highest mercy, arise and arise. You can arise. This guy will arise. And I will rise in higher and higher. God. Then he says, Shine. You can shine. Somebody say in 2024, I shine. And then he said, there will be darkness all around you. In fact, he said, it will be gross darkness. But, hallelujah. Every time the Bible uses but in that sense, it means what he said before is irrelevant. 
Yes, there's darkness all around us. And it's darkness we cannot deny. In fact, I love that um, image of what happened in Egypt when God told Moses to raise up his rod and command darkness over the whole of Egypt. The Bible said the darkness was so thick they could feel it. <laughs> you could feel it. That's gross darkness. It was so dark, the children of Israel did not leave. They couldn't move from their houses. The children of Egypt. But the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Hallelujah. For them to experience that light, which was from heaven, they had to be in their dwellings. In those days, if the moment you stray out of Goshen, you will feel the darkness. They had light in their dwellings. He that dwells in the secret place. I love the way somebody said, I was listening to a man of God recently, and he says we need to understand this, that the only way Satan can destroy a believer and ruin a believer and wreck a believer is to draw you out. And that we should be wary and we should, be, we, we should discipline ourselves to, 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 to be wary of Satan drawing you out. Drawing you out of where? Drawing you out of your Goshen. Drawing you out of that secret place. He has to draw you out of the secret place. He said, be sober, be vigilant. The devil goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he devour. I saw a documentary the other day. How these lions prey on animals. And all the other animals in the, in the wilderness, I mean, in, in, the, in the forest and all that, most of them, if you notice, and I believe that by design of God, they move in packs. You will see the buff, the herd of buffalo, they are moving together. They always move together. They go and eat together. They go and drink together for one reason, to protect themselves. And every time the lions want to prey on them, the lions will move in packs. They hunt together. They know that they cannot devour all the animals. So they always look for those that either stray away from the pack or are lagging behind. They, they try to scare them. When the lion roars, the animals get scared and now start running. And as they are running, some of them fall behind from the herd. All the lions will now go after that one. Seeking who may devour. Who does he devour? The one that is no longer dwelling. In the secret place. He lures Christians out. Pulls you out of the secret place. There's a secret place and that's what Goshen is. Where you will have protection. You will have preservation. Joseph told them, we studied it last week. I'm just trying to cover up because I want to go into something a bit deeper tonight. Or continue. Say, come and dwell with me. Come and stay with me. And he can't satisfy you. With long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation if you dwell in Goshen. So dwelling in Goshen is vital. Praise the Lord. And that's what we are talking about. My question to all of us today is, are you dwelling in Goshen now? Are you dwelling now? For us, it's a bit more, we require more skill. We require more, we require faith. You're not going to live in Goshen, particularly under the New Testament, without faith. I, I love the testimony of the Old Testament where he said he brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none that was feeble among their tribe. That is 100% record that God had with them in that Goshen experience, that heaven and earth experience from Egypt to the promised land. But notice it wasn't 100% of them that made it to the promised land. When they started, it was 100%. And I believe one of the things that helped them to experience that 100% result is because physically they were all together. Even if you did not want to put um, the blood of the lamb on your own lintel and across your doorpost, as the instruction came. Because that was the instruction. You see, Goshen always comes with instruction. 
Go to the brook cherries. Go to Zarephath. Stay with the widow that I've commanded you. The widow. Don't go to the king. Don't go to the rich man's house. The widow. It's not enough to just go to Zarephath. Hello, somebody. So even if you don't want to put the lintel, we don't have any record there was anybody that rascally. But by the time you come out and everybody's house has blood across their doorposts and their lintel, and all the ten plagues that are the nine plagues that had happened, do yourself, you bury yourself sense. Hello, somebody. But spiritually speaking, particularly for us now, it's not a physical place. Goshen is not a physical place now. So it's not that ah, we all come to the same church. That is good. But it's not just about that. Now, even under the Old Testament, we established this last week, it wasn't so much about the physical place. And this is where I want to pick it up from, where we stopped last week. It was about being near to Joseph. It was about being near to Joseph. Who was a figure of God to them. And that's the main revelation. Goshen is about God being with you. Or in the New Testament, about God being in you. And you living your life in concert. In alignment with God being with you and God being in you. Why has God moved in to dwell in us so that he can instruct us? Waking our ear morning by morning, speak to us. We can have intimacy with him. That's what makes Goshen for us today. And even under the Old Testament, that was it. Genesis 39, let's start from here tonight. Is somebody here? Will you declare boldly again tonight, say this is Goshen. And again, perhaps you were not here last week and you didn't hear the message. I encourage you to listen to it. That phrase came out of, this is what God is telling us. No matter where you find yourself, because God is now dwelling in you and God is now with you, if that is where God wants you to be, you can now make a Goshen out of that place. So you can look at your dry finances and declare to it, because God is with me. In this my financial situation, this is Goshen. I don't have to go and steal to have my finances supplied to me. I don't have to kill. I don't have to lie. I don't have to do anything contrary to the will of God. What makes this Goshen, this my financial reality Goshen, is that God is with me. And you are now leaning more on what God is instructing you to do, directing you to do, telling you to do, to turn around your financial situation than abandoning God that is with you. Hello, somebody. And trying to look for money everywhere. Running from pillar to post because you want financial rest. And all the while, what made for financial rest, your Goshen experience was with you all the while. That was the Joseph's secret. Genesis 39, verse, one, verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph. And because the Lord was with him, he was a successful man. Hallelujah. Notice that scripture did not say he became a successful man. No. While he was a slave in his master's house, that was Goshen. He was already in Goshen. The difference that Joseph knew it, perhaps his understanding grew more and more as he continued in his journey with God, but he recognized that God was with him. He had recognized that from a very, very young age. And that was how he was downloading those dreams and those visions and telling his family, being confident about it. He knew he had a dream from heaven. Hallelujah. 
a vision from heaven that God was with him and God was orchestrating his life. And that was all that mattered. It didn't matter. No matter how painful it was that his brother sold him to slavery. It didn't matter that his current status had now been downgraded from being the favorite child of his father that was wearing the robe of many colors, that was now wearing rags like a slave in a foreigner's house in a foreign country. As painful as those experiences were, that was not the most important thing. The most important thing was that God was with him. And because God was with him, he could make Goshen out of that experience. He didn't have to tell himself that until I go back to my father's house, I will start experiencing Goshen. No! No! If you understand what we are saying, it's not about my physical environment or my present condition. Oh, hallelujah. The, the, the key question is number one, is God with me here? And if you are born again, that answer is always yes. No matter where you find yourself. Sir, you can be Jonah in the will of a belly. If you are born again, God is with you in the belly of that beast. Because for us, God is now in us. Glory be to God. Greater is he that is in us than whatever is going on around us. What is happening inside you now? That God is in you by his Holy Spirit is greater than the slavery that you have been sold into. If you can have that kind of consciousness and walk in the practical reality of that truth, you will experience Goshen. Oh, glory be to God. You will experience Goshen. You will experience Goshen. And that's what it really is. So somebody can get up and even though things are not looking beautiful in your marriage, even though there, there's friction with you and your spouse, you can begin to declare by faith. This is where the faith part comes in. Faith. That even though there's darkness all around me in this situation, this is caution. Sir, you don't need another husband, you don't need another wife. As long as the one God has given you is still alive. This is Goshen. This is Goshen. There's darkness all around. There are challenges all around. I am a slave in a foreign land, in a foreigner's house. But this is Goshen. That has to be the way you think now. And the way you speak. You talk like I'm in Goshen. Why? Pastor, how can you say that? God is with me. God is with me. Hallelujah. And because God was with him, God made all that he did. He was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master, he was a slave. He had a master. Now this is very, very important. Because it's not when, please catch this. This is so vital to you and I. It's not when everything starts going out, starts going well. In whatever you describe as well. I don't think anybody will describe well if you are a servant under a slave in a master's house. Nobody can describe my condition as well. But it's not until things start going well that it becomes Goshen. No. If you think that way, it may never go well. It may never go well. Let me tell you why it's wrong to think that way. Because like Joseph... Whatever your current situation is, it can get worse. Just like it can get better. Hello, somebody. And it got worse for Joseph. Because he was thrown in the prison for no fault of his. And please understand the practicality of the fact that it wasn't just that if you read just that verse 2, that God was with him. The important thing was that Joseph knew that God was with him. And he lived in the consciousness of God was with him. 
I believe one of the things we're going to study in this series, maybe not this one, something else, is, is having the fear of God or reverence for God. Because that's what Joseph had. So when Potiphar's wife came and dragged him and wanted him to sleep with her, and there was nobody there, and they could have done it and nobody will know, and for all intents and purposes, she's not going to out herself to her husband because she's not to remain in the marriage. What did Joseph say? How can I do this wickedness and sin against God? So he was conscious. Yes, my brothers are forsaking me. Yes, I'm in a strange land. Yes, my current predicament is ugly. But this is Goshen. And I tell you, if you think like that and practically live like that, you won't remain there for long. Verse 21. When his condition got worse, Let's read verse 20. Then Joseph's master took him, put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was what? Talk to me, somebody. And showed him mercy. So the physical condition changed. And you know things had already started getting better for him in his master's house. He was now the number one slave, a level of progress. Though it wasn't still, it was still a bad situation. But even though his condition now changed, this is why we must understand that it's not about a particular physical place. You, you can start living out the Goshen experience and it's now beginning to impact your physical space and your physical experience and your earthly experience, but you must not think Goshen is about that physical experience. I was reminded of something Kenneth Copeland used to preach a long time ago. And he said, if you throw me in the middle of the desert, just give me my Bible or give me the word of God. That doesn't matter whether you leave me in the middle of the desert, I will make a success out of that place. Because it's not about the environment. Talk to me, somebody. Hallelujah. God showed him mercy, gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So again, God was with him. Hello, somebody. God was what? God was with him. Hallelujah. And that's what makes all the difference. And how we now walk in the consciousness of that. That's so vital. So vital to us experiencing Goshen and making Goshen out of what we go through in life. All right. Praise God. Um, let's go back a bit because this Goshen thing did not start with, with Joseph. Let, let, let's look, learn something about Jacob here. Genesis um, 28. Hallelujah. I want to ask a question again just before we, 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 we go through Jacob's own experience here. How in tune, see, we started from 1 John 4 4 tonight, and that's really the main thing I want to hammer on and, and, and stress tonight. How in tune are we with the Spirit of God dwelling in us, walking in us? We read from Philippians chapter 2 last week, it said, Walk out your own salvation. That's how we experience Goshen. We, we walk it out. You find yourself in Potiphar's house, walk out your salvation. Because it's about God being with you, God being in you for us. You, you, you walk it out. And you make Goshen out of that situation. Find yourself in prison, walk out your own salvation. And bless God when you find yourself in the palace, walk out your own salvation. So how in tune are we with the greater one that dwells on our inside? 
That's my main focus today. How in tune are you? How connected are you? Can you tap into the abilities of the Spirit of God that dwells in us? That's the key. That, that is the key. The revelation of that truth is important. The practical consciousness of it. When you find yourself in need, how much can you tap into the Spirit of God, the presence of God that dwells on your inside? That is the key. And that's what we see in Jacob's story here. Hello? After Jacob stole the blessing and he ran away, let, let's read from verse 11. Genesis 28 verse 11. This is the key. Now, before Jacob stole the blessing, his life was somehow. But now, Isaac had laid hands on him. Please watch this very carefully. His story had changed. Glory be to God. He carried the blessing. And that meant God was with him. But he did not know it. And he was afraid that because he deceived his father and his brother, he was afraid his mother was afraid that his brother was going to kill him. His brother could not kill him. Hallelujah. It took him years to figure that out. Took him years. By the time he was coming back, when he had now been wealthy and everything, and even though he still respected Esau, he was now more secured in the blessing. Maybe I should rephrase the question. Say, how secured are you in the blessing? How secured are you in the fact that the greater one dwells on your inside? How secured are you in the fact that no matter what it is that is against you, God will help you, God will give you wisdom, God will give you the victory. It cannot kill you. Hello? Cannot kill you. They may throw you in prison on the king's death row. When they said Joseph was thrown in the prison with the king's prisoners, it was the people the king was going to kill. Except mercy shows up. So the butler was spared but the cup bearer, they cut off his head. So he was, he was just waiting. But how secure are you? Praise God. Jacob was not secure. Jacob was not secure. So his mother told him, run, 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 run to my brother. Esau will kill you. And there's some wisdom in, in that instruction. I'm not really knocking that out. But it wasn't... Laban that was going to save Jacob from Esau's wrath. And it wasn't the distance between where they were and Laban. Esau could have gone after him. <laughs> Dwelling in Goshen is not about physical space. So he came to a certain place. Look how everything changed. This, this was where everything changed for Jacob. This was where everything changed. And I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Everything will change in your favor for you in Jesus' name. Because like Jacob, you carry the blessing. Like Jacob, God is now with you. In fact, our own is better than Jacob because God is in us. The way God is with us today is because God is in us. He came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. He took one of the stones of the place, put it at his head, lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed. I was, I was sharing with them. I was at Ikorodu Church on Sunday. And I was sharing from this text. It's important to dream. It's important to dream. And behold, watch heaven on earth here. A ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached the heaven. Praise God. And there the angels of God were what? Ascending and descending. Heaven was connecting to the earth. It was a dream. And behold, the Lord stood above it 
and said, I am pleased. This is it. This is, watch what happened to Joseph at the end of the day, which had happened to Jacob the moment that blessing was transferred upon him, but Jacob did not know. So God had to reveal it to him in a dream. I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. The same promise God made to Abraham and Isaac. God was repeating to him. But what was the difference now? He must have had these promises before from his fathers. I'm sure Abraham had recited it in his ears. I'm sure Jacob had recited I mean, um, Isaac had decided, but he didn't have the revelation. Somebody say, Father, give me revelation. Enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Help me to understand what I don't understand yet. It wasn't enough that Abraham had told him. They, I mean, this wasn't... It was, in fact, that's why they were stealing the blessing in the first place. That's why they were stealing the blessing and fighting for the blessing. So, it's not that all these things are things he had not had permit me in church before. But the difference here was that Revelation was now coming. Somebody shout hallelujah. Verse 14, also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south. And in you, in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is the key. Behold, I am with you. I am with you. <laughs> I am with you. I am with you. I will keep you. Wherever you go. Behold, I am with you. I am with you. I am in you. I am with you. There may be darkness all around you. You may be in the middle of a desert. You may be in prison. But what I am... And we say, I am, he is in us. And I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until, I love this part, I will not leave you until I've done what I've spoken to you. Praise God. Watch Jacob's response again. Then Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, surely. See, this is the concept of this is Goshen. This is Goshen. Surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. Before he slept, it was an ordinary place. But now revelation hit his spirit. Can somebody pray? Lift your hands and say, Father, grant me revelation. Come on, declare everything I need to experience Goshen. And my heaven on earth realities. Let my eyes be open to them. Revelation now came. Behold, the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. Hallelujah. The Lord is in your marriage and you did not know it. The Lord is in your business and you did not know it. The Lord is in your finances and you did not know it. The Lord is in your body, at work in your body, and you did not know it. If the spirit of him that raised Christ from dead dwells in you, God will through that same thing, quicken your body. I did not know it. So, watch. Please catch this. So, this is where we are going tonight. Very, very important. He did not know it did not mean that he did not have it. He had it. He had the blessing. The Lord was with him. When he carried his back to start running out of fear for, for Esau, the Lord was with him. All through his running and fleeing, Helter Skelter, that his life was in danger, the Lord was with him. The only thing that changed, glory be to God, was the revelation now came. Hallelujah. That's all that changed. He didn't receive more anointing. It wasn't that it was while he slept. Isaac now came to lay hands on him and the blessing was The blessing was already on him. The Lord is in this place. Now, please, oh, 
for the sake of understanding, and I'm sure you have that already, he wasn't really referring to the place. Hallelujah. He was referring to the fact that God was with him in that place. There was nothing about that place. In fact, I love that. Please watch this. Watch this discussion here. He awoke and said, surely the Lord is in this place. I did not know it. And he was afraid. Now, this one wasn't the fear that he had for Esau. This was reverence for God. He didn't have that before he slept. Because he did not know God was with him. But now that he knows God was with him, a consciousness that the presence of God was with him, now quickened that reverence for God in his life. There was nobody there. So it wasn't that it was, this wasn't for Instagram or anything. So just him and God. Oh, hallelujah. And he was afraid or he revered God. So it wasn't an ordinary moment for him. Revelation had come. I love that Philippians chapter 2 once again. He said, walk out your salvation, which is what Jacob was doing there with fear and trembling. For you know it is God that works in you, both to will and to do. So God was willing to walk in him and Jacob was responding. I usually say about things like this. He could have woken up from that dream and then turned around and slept again. Ah, it was the pounded yam that I ate. Okay, he didn't eat yesterday night. It's because I'm hungry. <laughs> but then he was responding. This is what I'm talking about. How in tune are we with the greater one at work in us? The revelation is important. The consciousness is important. And the faith, the faith response is important. Please note those three things. Somebody say, Father, I receive revelation. I walk in the consciousness of that revelation. And I walk by faith and not by sight. How awesome is this place? You see, so it was reverence for God. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Again, don't get lost. It, it wasn't referring to the physical place. In fact, it was because of the fact that God was with him that made that place to have any relevance. Look at verse 18. I love this. Then Jacob rose early in the morning, took the stone that he had put at his head, set it upon a pillar, poured oil on it. Somebody see this is Goshen practice here. Then he called the name of that place Bethel. You know what Jacob did? This is Goshen. The name had been called lost previously, but he changed the name. Hallelujah. Change the name. Then he started exercising faith. And look at the way he exercised faith. Very, very instructive. And he made a vow saying, if God will be with me. That was the revelation that came. So he had to receive that revelation by faith. If God will be with me. See, all he had at this time was just revelation. His bank account had not changed. His wealth had not changed. Favor had not changed. Although all those things were with him, because the blessing was with him, it was there with him the night before and the day before that. And it was there with him from the moment Isaac transferred what? The blessing. And I'm telling you right now, the spirit of God in you is what makes your Goshen. And that spirit moved in when you got born again. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you can name your laws Goshen or Bethel. Bethel means the house of the Lord. You can name your marriage Goshen. You can name your children Goshen. Your family, your career. Call it Goshen. Because God is here. 
from today we will not have prosperity. That when they moved and they came near Joseph, I mean, he told them all those things. You will have prosperity. You will not suffer poverty. There are still five more years of famine. I will feed you. I will you, your children, your livestock. And they said, I am Jacob. Live long. You can have longevity. Because God is now with you. So he said, if God will be with me. Because that's, that, that's, that's it. In fact, God was already with him, but he was now conscious of it. Hallelujah. Revelation had come and had now quickened that consciousness in him. And I'm telling you, child of God, that's what we need. Because you are going to see things that make it look as if God is not with you. So if they throw you in prison, it will cross your mind that God is not with you. You lose money, it will cross your mind that God is not with you. Your health is attacked, it will cross your mind. But if God will be with me, hallelujah. And keep me in this way that I'm going and give me bread to eat and clothing on my back. So that I come back to my father's house. Then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. So that was his faith at work. He now made a commitment to start tithing. Now, let me close with this because I want us to pray just for a few minutes. Please, this is so important. This is so important. Notice that he changed that name. The name of that place to Bethel. Hello? The night before, it was laws as far as he could understand. But now that revelation had come and the consciousness that God was with him had come, immediately changed the name. They did not build a church there before he changed the name. He said, this is now the house of God. How can it be the house of God? People had not, said, had not come to start gathering before he changed the name. He announced Goshen right there and then, even though nothing had changed physically. So that was the faith at work. Hallelujah. And I tell you, that's the kind of confidence we need. You see, from that time, Jacob now started walking by faith, hello, and no longer by sight. What was sight telling him? All you have is a, is a stone. <laughs> Hello? All you have is a barren land. There's nobody here with you, sir. You are solo. Your brother is chasing you. Sight was telling him everything is as it was yesterday night. Sight. But what was faith telling him? This is the house of God. This is no ordinary place. The presence of the Lord is here. Heaven is visiting me here. And from there, he began a journey. You know, very, if, if you follow Jacob's story, on his way back to his father's house, God made him to stop here and to worship and to do another sacrifice there. But this time, indeed, it, they, they could have church. He now had a congregation with him. He now had wealth with him. He now had cattle with him. He now, it was now a real house of God. Everything he saw by faith. He could now see, physically speaking. Hallelujah. Praise God. For the next five minutes, we're going to pray tonight. Hallelujah. Lord, give me revelation. There's something you and I need to know that we don't know. Listen to me, everybody. If there's any Goshen experience, any breakthrough, any blessing that... Please watch, watch, watch. Listen, listen. Don't get distracted, though. Please listen very carefully. If there's any Goshen or heaven or earth experience that you can be enjoying now, all these things that happened to Jacob at that place, he could have said enjoying it from the moment Isaac laid hands on him. The only link that was missing was what? Revelation. Hallelujah. So you see why Apostle Paul was praying primarily for Revelation. But please, we're going to pray for revelation. And that revelation now triggered a consciousness. Ah, this is no ordinary place. This is the house of God. 
and that consciousness activated acts of faith. Those three keys are important. But lift your hands tonight. Rise on your feet, everyone. Just for about five minutes. Say, Heavenly Father, grant me the revelation that I need to enter Goshen, to dwell in my Goshen for my next heaven on earth experience. What I'm supposed to be walking in that heaven has released for me to enjoy but I'm not yet enjoying because I lack revelation. Lord, as I pray tonight, grant me that revelation and let this revelation quicken a consciousness. Come on, pray that. Let this revelation quicken a consciousness of your presence in my life. Let this revelation quicken a reverence for God and let that reverence for God activate faith that will produce results for me in the name of Jesus open your mouth and just talk to God pray pray fervently just for about five minutes open the eyes of my understanding oh God that which I cannot see but I ought to see help me to see it that which I do not know but I ought to know help me to know it that which I do not understand, but I ought to understand. This is Goshen. This is Goshen. This is Goshen. This is Goshen. Begin to see your finances differently. Begin to see your marriage differently. Begin to see your family differently. Begin to see your spouse, your children differently, your job, your career begin to see differently this is goshen this is goshen begin to see yourself differently somebody you are still seeing yourself as a tenant but what you need is a revelation to begin to see yourself as a landlord revelation from heaven can change that there's a ladder that is touching the earth that is also touching the heavens and the angels of god are ascending and descending and God can birth a revelation in your spirit that will make all the difference. Somebody, you are seeing yourself as sick. You are seeing yourself with that condition, that medical diagnosis. But you begin to see yourself differently. I am the healed of the Lord. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. What koinonia has light with darkness, sickness with health, what koinonia has the spirit of the lord with the spirit of the devil what koinonia no my my body is the temple lord help me to see what i've not yet seen oh you may have you may have had the message you may have had the, the sermon but as the revelation been born in you that night revelation was born in jacob's heart and for the first time he realized god is with me God is with me. God is with me. I can make Goshen out of this barren land. From today, this is now the house of the Lord. I change the name of this place. I change the name of my situation. I change the name of my family. I change the name of my career. I change the name of my business. I change the name of my marriage. This is Goshen. Help me to see what I've not seen. Help me to see what I've not seen. Help me to see. Help me to know what I've not known. And the Lord was with Joseph. He was a successful man. He was successful because he knew. The difference between Joseph and Jacob. Joseph knew God was with him. Jacob did not know until that encounter. The moment Jacob's understanding changed, he too started producing results. <laughs> oh, In prison, the Lord was with Joseph. In Potiphar's house, the Lord was with Joseph. Everywhere he found himself, the Lord was with Joseph. 
Come on, pray one more minute. Pray, pray, pray. Lord, grant me revelation. Grant me revelation. Can pastors please come to the communion table? Let's get the communion elements. Everybody continue to pray. Pray fervently. Open my eyes. Let there be light in the midst of the darkness. Open my eyes. Let there be light in the midst of the darkness. Open my eyes. So that I too can say, this is Goshen. This is Goshen. This is Goshen. Open my eyes. There is beauty in the midst of all these ashes. There is joy in the midst of all this sorrow. There is abundance in the midst of all this lack. There is life in the midst of all this death. There is light in the midst of this darkness. The Lord that commanded light out of darkness has shone in our hearts. And he has given us the revelation of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00 640.